Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Pastor Mark Job explains how our giftings are unique, but all of our talents come from the same spirit. It's the beauty of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, uniting people together to accomplish one thing. And so we don't all look the same, act the same, talk the same, but we have been baptized into one body by one spirit that makes us one church for the purposes and the glory of God. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and president of Moody Bible Institute. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. We spent the past few days discussing our gifts, the physical talents we've been given, as well as the spiritual gifts God has given us. And we've learned that God has given each of us unique abilities. So Mark, uh, using the illustration of a band, we'd say something like we each have a different instrument, but when we play together, we can create beautiful music. That's right. We've all heard at times this beautiful, powerful music coming from a band that plays together and sing. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we've probably also heard a band that did not sing sound yeah. so good because yeah, you, I've been to those elementary school concerts. <laughs> you know, there's some dissonance. Someone didn't know their piece well or they're not playing in tune and we know that it sort of grids on you a little bit. Well, that's exactly how it is with the body of Christ. Some churches are flowing together when people find their peace and then other churches are flowing not so well together because we're not moving in sync. First Corinthians talks about that very topic. When we discover our gift and we begin to use it, it becomes a powerful, compelling force. All right, we'll get started in just a second. If you've missed any part of our series titled Gifted, you can always find us at boldstepsweekend.org. You can listen to past programs and learn more about this series. Right now, here's Mark Joe with today's Bold Steps Weekend. So today I want to talk to everyone here about what it means to play your part. I think every piece has a place and every place has a piece then he's a fillet. Some of you are like me that your wife, well, is a deal hunter. My wife has a seventh sense or sixth sense and it's finding sales. I mean, she can pick up on it, smell the scent. She can track it down. She knows how to find a sale. She, every time she shops, she comes back, she's got a sale. I tell her, honey, you know, you could go broke on sales. You know that, right? But she always, she's great at finding sales and deals, and so she's always looking to ways of saving money and so forth. And so it always seems like her ways of saving money end up being a lot of work on my part for some reason. But she came up a couple years ago. We were having to buy some furniture for our children's bedroom, and she wanted to get a dresser for my daughter's bedroom, a white dresser. And so she went to the local Ikea down the road and said, Aha, I bought a dresser. It should be easy to put together. Well, her easy took me three hours to put together. So when I opened the box, I mean, she's like, how many parts can there be? I mean, it's just a drawers. And so I I, I opened the box and, and spread everything out on the floor in front of me, hundreds of pieces, hundreds of pieces. And a manual 20 pages thick to how to put it together. So I put on some music and one by one started putting the pieces together and half of them don't fit right. But you finally, I finally got this thing together. And then one drawer, 
It's always one, right? It's that one drawer. And I'm like, where is that piece that I need to make this drawer work? I emptied up all the bags. I looked under the cardboard box. I checked everything again and again and realized, hey, whoever put this box together forgot that one piece. I wasn't very sympathetic to that person that missed that one piece because that one piece affected my drawer. And so when you'd open the drawer, it'd fall out. And so I said, honey, I'm done. Come look at it. She said, oh, this is nice. You did a good job. What a great job. And she opened that one drawer and plop. She said, what's wrong with this? I said, that one piece. I've looked all over it for one piece. And so she noticed because of one piece, it wasn't a prominent piece. It wasn't a piece that people would see, but it was a piece that in order to finish the desk, the, the, this dresser well, I needed that one piece. Because one piece can make a huge difference as to whether something is complete or not complete. How about it? Have you ever put together a big puzzle? Like someone gives you a thousand piece puzzle and so you spend a lot of time putting a puzzle together and you're missing one piece. And after all that time you have to put together, all that ingenuity you put into finding the pieces and matching the colors and figuring it out. I mean, it takes a long time. And then you finally finish your masterpiece and you show it to someone and it's missing one piece. And the first thing they say when they look at it is, hey, you know, you're missing a piece. I mean, have you seen all the nine, 999 other pieces that are there? Yeah, but everybody's going to notice. Yeah, but you're missing a piece. Yeah, I, thank you. I think I noticed we're missing a piece. Because one piece literally makes a difference. And there are some of you here today that you are that one piece. You feel like it really doesn't matter what I do. You've disqualified yourself, pulled yourself out of the puzzle, looked at your own gifts, maybe minimized them. Maybe you've been injured and so you just say, I can't play this game anymore. Maybe you haven't embraced the gifting and calling that God has upon your li life and so you just kind of set to the sidelines. And you're thinking, there's a lot of other people. Look how big this church is. There's a whole bunch of other people that know how to do things. There's a whole bunch of people. If well, one piece doesn't really matter that much. It doesn't really matter if I do my part or don't have some gifts or don't. There's a lot of other people because I'm just one piece. So today, as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of one piece. So the Apostle Paul is trying to talk to the Corinthians about understanding the uniqueness of their gift and practicing their gifts in a way that edifies the body of Christ. Have I lost anybody? You still with me here today? Okay. All right. Just double checking. So I'm going to begin reading in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the words of the Apostle Paul. I'm going to read just a couple of verses to get us started. The Apostle Paul says, just as a body, speaking of a physical body, the one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, 
And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Word of the Lord. So I have four observations that you need to understand if you are going to use your uniqueness, if you're going to understand that you are that one piece that's missing and begin to put your gifts into practice. If you're taking notes, jot this down. You need to understand that you're a piece of something much bigger than yourself. So Paul says, look at the human body. The human body is composed of many different components, organs, tissues, bones, blood vessels. But yet, it all forms one body. When someone walked in today, you say, it's good to see you. You don't say, it's good to see your ear or your nose. No, no, no. It's like, hello, you, because you come in one package. There's many parts to your body. But when we look at all the multiple parts connected together, linked together, although they're individual parts, they form one anatomical human body that flows together to compose what we know as you. Now, I was thinking about this for a moment and why the Apostle Paul used the body. Now, I believe that God is the designer God, so God is the author of the body. He is the designer of the body. He knew before the beginning of time that he would design the body with multiple parts to form one body. He's also the author and designer of the church, the body of Christ. Multiple pieces, multiple moving parts, but form one thing that we call the body of Christ or the church. Now, as I, as I Googled body parts, under body facts, I was surprised the things that I really didn't know about because when I get up in the morning out of bed, I don't think about all the moving parts in the body. But here's what I started to realize. For example, did you know that an adult body is made up of 100 trillion cells? You got a trillion cells in your body. Did you know that you have 206 bones? My son has broken about half of those in his short life. Did you know that you have 600 muscles? Well, I know you may not use them all. They may not all be, be in shape, but you have 600 muscles and that you have 22 internal organs. Pretty amazing. All those multiple pieces form the body. Not only that, but every square inch on the human body has 19 million skin cells. Do you know that the heartbeat beats more than 2.5 billion times in the average lifetime of a person, and that they are 9,000, yeah, 9,000 taste buds in the surface of your tongue, in your throat, on the roof of your mouth. Do you know that the human heart creates enough pressure when it pumps out to the body its blood that it could squirt 30 feet? I don't know if we needed to know that, but <laughs> anyways. Now, when you get up in the morning, you're laying there your alarm clock rings. Do you think, hey toe, big toe, are you ready to move this morning because we've got a lot to do? 
Hey, liver, are you in place now? Because, you know, we're going to move. Heart, I hope you're pumping well. All right, retina, I hope you're going to see because, you know, I need to really look well to be able to find that cup of coffee to get myself going. No, 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 no. You don't think about that. You just get up. And it all seems to flow together and work together. And when it's working well, you barely think about it until it breaks down. And when it breaks down, you start realizing how, how important that little piece of your body is. How about it? You never thought about a retina until you said, I can't see well. And the doctor says, well, you have a detached retina. And you say, well, where's that? And how does it work? And suddenly that little piece that you never thought about, never looked at because it doesn't work well, that one piece causes a lot of problems because it's not working or functioning well. Listening to Bold Steps Weekend, and we're going to take a short pause in the message to let you know that boldstepsweekend.org is the online home of this program. From there, you can listen to any of more than 200 messages. You can connect with Mark by email. You can subscribe to the podcast and more. That's boldstepsweekend.org. Now, let's return to the second half of this message. We've been talking about how we're a piece of something much bigger than ourselves. And now we'll be seeing how the Apostle Paul used the physical body as an example of the spiritual body in our message called Gifted for Unity. Once again, here's Mark Joe. He says in verse 13, he says, For we were all baptized by one Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, so as to form one body. In other words, what the Apostle Paul is saying is that he's not talking about water baptism, he's talking about spirit baptism. So the water baptism is your initiation rite, symbolizing your death to your old self, resurrection to your new self. The moment you come to Christ and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the regenerative power, the transforming power that makes you that new person is called the power of the Holy Spirit. Everyone, he says, that is a believer has been baptized by the Spirit into one body. In other words, it's the Holy Spirit that joins you together to the church. So we are all interconnected with one another. Although we're individual members, what makes us connected to one another is the empowerment or baptism of the Holy Spirit. He has baptized us and formed out of a very diverse group of people, one functioning, flowing body. Now you may say, well, I'm very different from that person over there. I don't know if we belong together. Well, he says, whether Jews or Gentiles, Jesus was a Jew, the 12 apostles were Jews, the gospel originally came to the Jews. The Jewish people were the chosen people of God. When we get to the New Testament, the Bible says Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. So therefore Jesus decided to open up the doors and says now to whoever believes they have been given rights to become sons of God. The early church, some of them believed that only Jews could have the gospel. And so they fought in the early church because it's, it's like here, uh, one eth ethnic group saying, well, only us, only our ethnic group can have the gospel. But Jesus opened it up and said, no, 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 no. The gospel is for everybody. Whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, the gospel, the Holy Spirit takes Jews and takes Gentiles and fuses them into one body. He says, not only that, listen to this. 
The gospel takes slaves and free, and in the Greco-Roman world, people that were slaves were treated as a piece of property. They were like appliances. You could buy, sell them, you could kill them, you could, uh, you could treat them like a piece of property, and that was the, the laws of the land of those days. The Apostle Paul is saying re something revolutionary. He's saying, even though you may be a slave today and you are in the church, you have the same rights, the same Holy Spirit, and you are joined together with other people that are free. Imagine being a slave in the church thinking I'm a piece of property. And the gospel comes out and says, someone may treat you like a piece of property, but you are not a piece of property. You have the same Holy Spirit as people that are free, and you are joined together in one body to form what we call the church of the living God. Amen. I look around here. Oh, we come from different backgrounds. There's Hispanic and Asian and black and white and young and old, male, female, richer, poorer, students, Oh, we come from different backgrounds. Yet the beauty of the body of Christ is that you may be very different from one another, but you have been baptized by the Spirit. Oh, yes. Uniting people together to accomplish one thing. And so we don't all look the same, act the same, talk the same. We don't all dress the same, but we have been baptized into one body by one spirit that makes us one church for the purposes and the glory of God. And by the way, I'm not talking about just New Life Community Church. I really don't want to be a church that thinks that we're the only church, that we're the best church, that everybody, if they don't do it like us, they're not good. Don't, 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 don't put us in that place. You may be super excited about what God is doing here, and you should be, but don't put other churches down that do things differently, okay? It's like, it's like having your mother's cook, and how many of you think your mother cooks the best in the world better than anybody else, okay? Well, don't go to your aunt's house and say, you know it's good, but not like my mama's. <laughs> because her sons probably think her cooking's the best. And so you celebrate it and you bless them and you say, that's great. You don't have to eat their food, but you could bless them and celebrate it. And that's the spirit. We pray for churches all the time around the city of Chicago that are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are doing good things. And by the way, if you leave New Life Community Church and go to another great church in the city, you have not left the kingdom. You haven't lost your salvation. You're not going to hell. You're just switching churches. So bless you. We are the body of Christ connected together with one another, doing something for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Secondly, Paul goes on to say in verse 15, he makes this point. Not only do we understand that we are one part of a many part body, but we also and accept our unique place. We need to understand that the church has a place that only your peace can fill. The church has a place that only you, that only you can fill. Notice what he says in verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't want to belong to this body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? 
But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. I love the humor in Paul's illustration here. He in essence says, hey, if your foot wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm just tired of this. I have to carry the weight of everybody else. Everybody always puts the pressure on me. And what do I get? I get to live in the mud, the dirt, the dust. I smell and stink because I sweat the most. I'm cooped up in a shoe. It's hard sharing the shoe with four other toes. I don't want to be a foot anymore. I want to be a, hey, I don't want to be a foot. I want to be a hand. Man, a hand has an easy job. The Apostle Paul says, just because you your foot says, I don't want to be a part of the body, doesn't mean it can get out of the body. It just becomes a disgruntled foot. You may be hurt, inactive, bitter, resentful, but it doesn't mean that you're not a part of the family. You're still a part of the family. You're just an injured part of the family, a disgruntled part of the family, a non-functioning part of the body. It is God that has placed everybody according to their parts. But if everybody were the same part, then we wouldn't have a body. If everybody were an eye, it would, it would just be one big rolling eye down the road, but, but there would be no other senses. It would be abnormal, deformed. It would not be the, the normal healthy body. And so the Apostle Paul says, just because you're unhappy doesn't make you less a part of the body. Now, I believe that people get hurt. Comparison, jealousy, discontentment, misunderstanding has sidetracked some of you from the body. There are some of you here that have incredible gifts, but you're not using them because maybe five years ago at some other church, you, you started to become active and you were hurt and discouraged or disillusioned by leadership. Maybe you started doing something and people were jealous and they gossiped about you. So you said, I'm just not gonna do anything. Maybe you started out right and you failed and you feel like God could never use me again because I'm such a failure. Maybe you feel like, how could God ever use me? I look at other people that seem to have it so much better, more together than I can, and I could see how God could use them, but your own insecurities make you feel like, I could never have anything to contribute. What do I have that could help other people out? You have an important role to play in the body of Christ. When you don't use your gift, here's what happens. Other people have to carry the weight that you should have been carrying. Are you tracking with me? So you say, I'm not going to, I'm hurt. I'm disgruntled. I know I'm backslidden. I don't want to use my part. And so you say, well, I'm just, there's a lot of other people. Guess what? Other people around you have to do the work that really you could do a lot better because you're uniquely designed to do it. But just because you get injured doesn't take you out of the body. It just means that other people pick up the slack to do what really God called you to do. And so the Apostle Paul explains that in this chapter, and he, and he says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God has placed every part in the body just as he wanted them to be. 
If you're feeling like you don't have much to contribute to the church, I hope you'll take this word of encouragement to heart as we wrap up today's Bold Steps weekend with Mark Job. We're in a series in 1 Corinthians 12 called Gifted, and you can listen to this message again or others in the series by visiting boldstepsweekend.org. While you're there online, let me remind you to request your copy of our latest Bold Action Gift, and Mark is going to tell us more about it. All across the globe, Christians are enduring severe persecution for their faith. But in the intimate details of their story and the divinely woven aftermaths, God's glory is on full display. And if you want a current and comprehensive view of how Jesus is turning trial into triumph around the world, let us send you Todd Nettleton's newest book called When Faith is Forbidden. This bold action gift is a 40-day devotional that takes you on a journey through real accounts of modern-day persecution and the fascinating ways that God's mission is on the move. Through their persecution, these faithful Christians are displaying the power and the love of Christ. And we want their stories to encourage your own faith. So don't wait. Reach out today and request this inspiring bold action gift with your donation of any amount to Bold Steps Ministry. Again, the book is called When Faith is Forbidden, and we'd be happy to send you a copy today. Just give your gift online at boldstepsweekend.org or call us at 866-535-5580. And when you donate $30 or more each month, you'll gain access to our informative and encouraging bi-weekly email, The Bold Partner Post. You'll also receive 50% off anything in the online store at moodypublishers.org. These are just a few of the ways we say thanks to our Bold Partners. So sign up today on our website. Once again, you'll find us at boldstepsweekend.org. One last reminder before we go, don't forget to sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. It's free and delivered automatically to your inbox every Monday morning. You can sign up online at boldstepsweekend.org. I'm Wayne Shepard. On behalf of the entire Bold Steps team, have a great weekend. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.